0: Um, good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Um, public service announcement. Our shear is going to be moving forward five minutes starting next, I think, Monday. Uh, Dafiomi moving forward will be at 8.45 because there will be an 8.30 mile here in this room every night, please God, every Monday through uh, Thursday. Uh, and we're just going to just change the time to 8.45. We've almost never run up against the clock over the last uh, couple of years, and I'll just plan to make sure that it doesn't happen. So I think Monday is a uh, I think Monday is the start date where we're going to actually move to 845. Sunday yeah, we're going to do Sunday too. Everything is going to be 845. We're just going to change it because yeah, it makes a it a little be- bit more convenient. But just a winter thing or it's gonna no be- it's going to be okay. for it. yeah. Couldn't we just move to the homework? we could, but a lot of the people who, who learned that, feel me want that 830 mark. So it was a win-win. And anyways we really do have extra we really do have an extra five minutes to shave off of the okay. slot. And if somebody then wants to only show up for daf yom at eight forty five and Davin at the nine thirty, then they have five less minutes to wait than they've been waiting. So it's a it's a win win. Or yeah, whatever. Right, that was one of the options too, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to start learning Torah now. Uh, the Gemara says on the bottom of Chav Teshamit Beis, Yasi Rav Avin veRav Yitzchak Rabbi, Kame de So two talmideim they were sitting in front of Rav Yirmia. The common name name Rav Mia. Rav Mia was dozing off. And the Gemara says, Yasvavika Amre, the two Talmidim were having the following conversation. The Bar Pada, we had learned about the Sheet of Bar Pada the other day, that in a case where a person plants saplings, there's no way, even though they're Kadosh, there's no way to be poda that because since they're still attached to the ground, they're still Kadosh. So over there, we had said to, um, to Omar Pedon Chosros V'Kochos, that even if one were to try and redeem these saplings, that won't work, it'll always become Kadosh yet again. If that's true, says the Gemara, then Tifshot, maybe we can solve another problem, a problem that was the boy Revo Shaya a problem that Reb Shaya gave us. What was the strange case scenario? If ever someone proposes in this way, red flag. What's the case? Hanosein prutos le'isha. We know, of course, that the minimum requirement to, to get Mary B'Kesef is that they, it has to be a shava pruto, which really isn't that much money, a couple of pennies. So he gives two units, let's, let's call it a quarter. He gives two quarters to a woman and says, "V'amar la' be'achas he's kachi lihayom. Um, for one of them, today we're going to get married. I read with this quarter, with the second quarter, what does he do? He says, After I divorce you, we're going to automatically be remarried. So again, red flag. You know, sometimes you see these things in conversations, like when I beat you once we're married, don't worry, we'll be married. No red flag. So this is also maybe not quite as abusive, but it's a it's definitely a red flag. So hachanami says the tamidim in front of Rav Yirmiya to have a Maybe we should say that it's automatically a kiddushay. So the Gemara is asking a question. On day one, you've never been married to this person. Can you be makadesh for today, knowing that there will be a divorce between now and that moment with that same woman? So the Gemara said, tivshot, maybe we can extrapolate from this case over here, maybe we can extrapolate from the case of Barpada, who says, the 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 that it's cyclical because you're married, you're always going to be considered a Kodosh. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. Itar behu, six lines down on Lamed Aleph," Rav snapped out of his slumber and said, you guys are, are just completely off base. Omar له, he said to them, "My hu How can you compare a case where he himself does the Pidyon versus when others do the pidyon? What does this mean? Let's see in a moment. The Gemara says, mm-hmm. if he himself is going to be doing the pidjon, then it's taka true that we it would be cyclical, that the Kedusha would be cyclical, that even if you would try to be podah. The halacha is that it would still be considered kadosh. However, pida'um if others were to be involved in the pidyon, then it would not be cyclical, and then then there would actually be a chalos of the pidyon. What's going on here? The isha, in the case of the woman, it's as if somebody else was po to her. What does that mean, somebody else was po to her? So before Shem explain, it means that she was able to marry other people in theory. And because she was able to marry other people, in theory, it wasn't as if the husband was poder. it was if Akhirim were and therefore she's not really comparable to our case. So the Gemara, Rabbi Yirmiya put the Talmudim in their place, the cases are not the same, and the Gemara says halfway down on Lamad Aminal, it's nami we also also have this idea, this distinction of who does the Hidyo, quoted in other Raim, it's Mar-Nami, Amar Amar Rav Yochanan, Loshonu Elashib who? We're talking about a case in the case of Bar Pada, where he says that the, the pigeon is ineffective because the second he's podet, because the saplings are still connected to the ground, so the kadusha kicks in again. So, if others had done the respectoshas. because initially with the saplings, I said about my about the saplings, for these saplings, for me, for as long as they're attached to the ground, they're kadosh. What if you buy them from me? So sometimes when you buy insurance on an item, the insurance can transfer to new owners. That's not true here. The nether that I made on the saplings doesn't apply to you. So if I'm going to try and be podet, my own saplings that are still <clears throat> attached to the ground, I'm still me. The nether is still chal for as long as the trees are attached to the ground, cyclical kedusha, And there's no way to get out of it unless you cut the tree down or sell it. But once I sell it to you, <laughs> then the Gemara says that the nether is not transferable. The nether is not transferable. It's pashat that a nedr should not be transferable. Think, think, I make a nedr on myself, I realize that I'm not going to eat a certain food. And then what, I I can transfer? There's no transferring of nadarim. That that doesn't even make sense. So fundamentally, when the Gemara makes this distinction of when I try to be poda, it doesn't work. But when you try to be poda, it does work. That's because nadarim are not transferable. And that's kind of the the subtext of what the Gemara is sharing over here. And the Gemara concludes, because there is no transferability of nadarm. We're going to be learning a number of Mishnays today that are similar to one another about a person who makes a neder about one category and therefore is trying to set himself apart from another category. And we'll have to see if there's any bleeding through from those two categories. Here's the first example. Two-thirds of the way down, a new Mishnah on Lama Ramadala. The Mishnah reads, de hayam. A person who makes a neder, I will not get any benefit from people who work on the water. So says the Gemara, pasha that he's still allowed to benefit from people who live on the land. Obviously that's true. But what if his nether was the other way? What if his nether was miyoshve hayabasha? So then the Gemara says, asar miyorde hayam. So his nether not only applies to yabasha, basha, which is uh, what he said, but even to those who work on the water. Why? Because even a captain of a a ship, even if a person is on a boat for much of the day, for much of the week, or for much of the month, and even the year, they live on land. So when a person says that they make a nedr from Yabasha, because everybody ends up really living on land, not necessarily every day, but with some consistency, this comes up in the halachos of Tashmashamita, of the frequency of Tashmish If a person is, uh, remember the professions. We saw this in the Gemara in Ksubis. The Gemara there says, depending on your profession is the frequency with which one is obligated to be available to one's spouse with the mitzvah of Ona. So there, the Gemara distinguishes between responsibilities. You could be on the water for a year at a time. Then your mitzvah of ona will follow that, but it doesn't make you a person who is considered Yoshwe hayam, yord hayam. You actually still are a person of uh, of yabasha, even if you're on the water. And then the Gemara ends with a cryptic line. Uh, the Mishnah ends with a cryptic line. We'll jump right into it after we um, after the Gemara opens. Loka elu me'ako liyafo. We are not talking about the people who are traveling from Akko to Yafo, which is a relatively short distance on the map. But rather, the case that we're talking about in our Mishnah is talking about someone who typically is on the water for much longer stretches of time. Now, we don't know the applicability. Um, Just to give a little bit of of a foreshadow here, the Gemara says... Looking back at, at the beginning of this Mishnah, there's really two cases. There's Hanoder Mior Hayam, which we're going to call the Resha. And then the second line of the Mishma, Mishnah was Miyoshve Hayabasha, which is the Seifa. So let's learn this Gemara three lines from the bottom. Rav Papa, Rav Acha These two Amarim had a machlokas about how to understand the last line of the Mishnah in light of the first two cases of our Mishnah. Chad Resha, Chad Seifa. One of them taught the last line of our Mishnah in regards to the Neder of Yorde Hayam, and one taught it on the Seifa, the case of Yoshev Hayabasha. Man detani aresha, according to the Amorah, who learned the last line about Akko and Yafo, about the resha, about a person who was no Yorde hayam, what was his case? Detani this is how he understood Pshat in our Mishnah. A person takes a, a limiting neder on themselves that they are not going to benefit from people who work on the water. So then they're obviously allowed to benefit from people who uh, live on the land because their their uh, neder was on a different group of people altogether. However, says the Gemara, But it would be the case that for the yorde Hayam it would be limiting. And then that last line of our Mishnah, comes to qualify what is considered a person who works on the sea the ilu we're not talking about people who spend a short time of amount of time on the water people who only travel from Yafo using a boat that trip is a joke that trip is the ferry from Staten Island it's 20 minutes it doesn't make you a sea captain. You got on the boat for 20 minutes. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. Dehalain, says the Gemara, those people, Yoshweh they're categorically Yoshwe, abasha. I go on a boat a few times a year to go fishing. That's it. No one would ever call me a seafarer. That's just not the title you get. So when you travel from Akko to Yafel, that's not what we're talking about. Elamimi, Shadark on the Farish. We're only talking about a status of Isser for Yoshweh, uh, for your Dehayam, for people who really are full time. Full-time seafarers, and that's the distinction of one of the Amoraim. However, on the second line, we'll see the other opinion of the Amoraim of how to understand our Mishnah. Uman demasni Seifa, Those who learn the last line of our Mishnah, speaking about the case of a person who is no there. Um, and his neder was mm-hmm. Miyoshve vehayabasha. Let's say that I were to take a, a limiting neder that says that I would not benefit from people who are Yoshve yabasha So let's see how he understands it. de masni hachi. Three lines down. Hanoder hayam. And then the Gemara says, how do we define yorde hayam? I don't only mean to say that people who are Yordei Hayam are the people who even only take the ferry. They even only, that's how they get to work, to go from Afo They just took a boat. It was faster than taking public transportation. So that's what they did. Says the Gemara, not only are they considered seafarers, that's obvious. Um, says the Gemara, both of them, are not seafarers. <clears throat> Both of them are not seafarers. In other words, everyone comes back home from the boat. Because everyone comes back home from the boat, therefore they are considered like Yabasha people. And if you make a nether then everyone is going to be included in that nether. You can benefit from no one. Not people on land and not people at sea. It doesn't matter because everybody ends up coming home. So this, isn't this a violation of what we've been saying, that you can't make uh, like a nether like this? Neder Havoy. Why is this a Nether Havoy? Because how, how do you live? Independently. I'm just not going to benefit from people. But no matter what <laughs> somebody else has done something for the land. And tomorrow is on Shabbos' blog, We're going to get into this a little bit that uh, it's very hard to avoid working with other people. It's true. But nevertheless, this is binding. It means that, and again, we'll see this on Shabbos, that if, if you and I do business together, it has to be in a way where I'm overpaying. For something that i buy from you because i'm not allowed to benefit from mm-hmm. you in a normative way it, it, it's blurring the lines a little bit you're asking a great question but it's not considered a it's considered reasonable there are people who are nomads they live by themselves in the middle of no, they're lonely and they let how they live there you heard this story in the news recently about this guy who showered for the first time and died a couple really? days later seriously yeah the 30th, the 30th man alive, 30th man alive. Somebody finally convinced him to shower, and he showered. And like three days later, he just he he just dropped dead. You should not have showered. Yeah. When you got a track record that long, it's kind of disgusting. I don't know. But we're we are like istinistim. Like we don't we like try to hock about getting a shower on yuntiv because we can't handle being without a shower. That's forget about the halachic piece. Everyone can wait. Everyone can wait a couple days to shower. It's not. Uh, your question your question is excellent, but it, that, I didn't see anyone talk about it, your question is excellent. But the Gemara certainly embraces it as a regular nedr, not a neder havoy, which would have been, like, whatever, that wouldn't have even been valid in the first place. Next, and we have to pay attention to the language here because the Gemara will pay attention to the language as it always does. <laughs> a person who makes a nether from those who see the sun. He's usher from getting benefit even from blind people. Why? Because the person who made the neder wasn't really intending to say people who see the sun, but people who the sun sees. And if you can be as blind as you want, if the sun sees you, then the sun sees you. All you have to do is walk outside. So the Gemara so says, okay. huh? So Dracula is okay. Right, exactly. Had Dracula existed. Or yeah. as the Gemara will will say momentarily, we will see some exceptions to the rule. Hold on. My, seriously, my time, huh? What is the reason why the Mishnah pivoted from the basic understanding? be achama means to see the sun because mitlocham are min haro'in, which would have been a more normal language again it's not our parlance it's hard to appreciate the distinction but the mishnah the gemara qualifies our mishnah and says had he said min Haroan, then i would agree but he didn't say that and therefore that's not the case and therefore afpesumen a person would be usher if they made such a nether and lafuke the gemara doesn't say michael's answer but the gemara does say two other answers Dagim veubarim Fish—they're always underwater, which is interesting because that doesn't mean they don't see the sun. It doesn't mean the sun doesn't see them. I should say more accurately. So, uh, the Russian... What? 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 Yes. So the, the fish. Are, even though they, they might, you know, come out of the water for a second. Right? Oh, beautiful Svara. Beautiful Svara. Their home is underwater. Their home is underwater. Beautiful Svara. Yeah, and as well, the Gemara says, ubarim. Children who are Ubarim. I mean, they're still in utero. What Hanoi you're going to get from an Ubar. Okay. But that's what the Gemara says. That anyone who never goes. Why? Oh, you're saying because in that there wasn't foul. Chal... The Nether wasn't chal I, on them at that moment.. So you're true? saying that it's like an EKG. It takes one little like, like one little moment it. in time flash in the pan. So when he makes a nether on January first, the baby's in utero right. every every subsequent birth he can benefit from that has to be the case. I'm sure, somebody says that it's otherwise well, I don't know like, <laughs> simply oh, it could be it could be that it's an evet and you can sell it. Like there could be other uh, other Ukimtos, but you're you're definitely correct. all right. Then the Gemara says, harosh, <laughs> a person who makes a nether from people with, with dark hair, <inaudible> they're also going to be aser not only from those who have that hair, but from bald people, uh, <inaudible> and from older people. <inaudible> but this uh, this nether never applies <inaudible> why women can sometimes have dark hair. We'll see in the Gemara why kitanim <inaudible> sometimes have dark hair. Why it's so weird. Plenty of people have dark hair. So the Gemara says, "My time. what is the reason here? Why we are including Karochin and baale savos? Says the Gemara, mi but instead he said Harosh," and therefore because uh, he didn't, he used a strange backhanded language. So therefore, it's a bit of a broader intent. Why does the? What? Women never become bald? Says the Gemara, Why is it that by by women and children, that only men get this title? Says the Gemara, When it comes to Anoshim, Sometimes men uncover their hair, and sometimes men cover their hair. We're not talking about a kippah. If you remember from Maseches Katan, we learned about Atifas Harosh, which was, Common during Avelis and other times. Uh, it was, uh, in other countries, it was normal for for, for Rabbanim Chashuvim to wear these types of head wraps, but they they weren't mechuyah, but it's not like their hair was erva like a woman. So they were able to take it off at times. So therefore, you, you wouldn't describe a man by the hair covering, you describe him by the color of his hair. <speaking in Hebrew> uh, did I skip? Avalnoshim le'olam michzu, women always cover their hair. Uktanim le'olam miglu. And children never cover their hair. Again, we're not talking about a kippah. We're talking about the Atifas Hirosh. So it says the Gemara, and this is a black-on-white, crystal-clear Gemara about Kisui rosh. The Gemara says that all women had their hair covered. You would never refer to a woman by her hair color, this wasn't a thing. So if you make a neder referring to a hair color, you can't be talking about a woman. So some of the Sephardim like to say the hodraya that you shouldn't wear a sheitel <laughs> because uh, otherwise i know what color your hair is because whatever your hair is on the outside your hair is on the inside so what uh, love dafka yeah there's uh, there's always people who break the rule absolutely and at some point your hair underneath is gray while your sheitel is perfectly brown but, is, there, is there a differentiation? Because it just says women, I not whether they're married or not. Very good, very good. It doesn't make such a distinction other than to say that Ketanim are children. That's probably inclusive of boys and girls. But there was in the course of Jewish history a standard for young girls to cover their hair too. Even before Yeah, I did a circumcision in Texas for a very religious Christian family. This was the Tumas Moshe family that I've told you guys about before. Anyways, all of their girls were covering their hair when I was there. All of them were dressed Tsanua. Uh, they looked more Amish than from. They weren't Amish. These girls were all wearing bonnets. All of them. It wasn't Kisui Rosh like we have with our with our wives. It's not like that. But but they did have something. They had something covering their hair. That's fascinating. It's fascinating. I learned a lot that day. I think they learned more than I did, but I, I learned a lot that day. It was fascinating. I learned that we're not as from as uh, some of the Christians. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Gemara says, and that's why if a person makes a neder about a hair color, by definition, it can't be about uh, it can't be about a child, and it can't be about an isha. Fine. We need to get into some very gentle word distinctions. So uh, the first line of this Mishnah is very important to pay attention to. If you miss this, the rest will be difficult. Hanoder min ha yiloden, a person who makes a neder from those who were already born. Then he will then be able to have hana from those who have yet to be born and who will be born in the future. So you're making a nether on those who are alive. You are allowed to benefit from those who are not yet alive, who will be alive. What about min no ladim? Then min If you say, I'm going uh, to make a nether about anyone who will be born, so the Gemara says, then you're asser min That's true, then you're the to everybody. And then you can't. That goes back to Texas question. Is that considered an Hawaii, havoy? Which it's not. But that's still uh, the right question. Rav Meir argues. Rav Meir Matir af be ye lodim. Rav Meir says. Rav Mayer says Afbi be ye lodim, that it would be mutter. A very difficult line of Rav Meir. It sounds simple, but the Gemara is going to question it when we open up the Gemara in a minute. It's not correct. The intent of this person who said "min hanoladin" was only to say for those who are darkolihivalaid animals who are who normally give birth in a mammalian kind of way. Not, not, no eggs. We're talking about a birth proper. We'll discuss this in the Gemara. It says the Gemara, the Rav Meir, his sheets is very confusing because it seems like everything is mutter according to Rav Meir. Look back two lines higher, halfway down the page. Rav Meir, matir af be yilodin. If he says that it's mutter, af be yilodin, it implies that even by no laden, that no matter what, it seems to be that it's going to be mutter in the nether's nachal. The boya, it seems that we don't even need to state no laden because it said af, af yilodin. So what then would be the level of Iser for Rav Meir? And the Gemara responds three-fourths of the way down. Really, our Mishnah is missing something, and it makes it hard to understand Rav Meir. So we're going to fill in the gaps, and here's the appropriate way to read the Gemara. A person who makes a nether against those who have already been born, they are allowed to benefit from those who, are, who will be nolad in the future. If a person makes a neder min ha no Ladin he makes a neder from those who will be born, so then asr bi lodin. In this latter case of min ha no where he says asr bi lodin, there, Reb Omer af no no even in a case where a person is no from no-laden, from, from people who are going to be born in the future, muter bi yo he's able to benefit from those who are already alive. Ki de min ha bi just like if a person is mut is no there from Yulodin, from those who are already alive, he's also muter to be bin not he doesn't, he doesn't mix the terms. They're very clear. Each one is their own category. If you say X, then not Y. If you say Y, then not X. Very clear. Omar le'i papa, the words that we've chosen to use in our Mishnah are really subject to question. Omar le'i rab papa le'abaye, lememram. What seems to be from our Gemara and what seems to be from uh, Abaye's understanding of the Gemara is that the word noladin, which we've been translating as will be born, mashma, that means that they will be born in the future. But that's a problem. Your two sons who were born to you already. This is talking about Ephraim and Menashe. They were already born. So how can our Mishnah take the word noladim and use it as children who will be born when the Torah uses the word noladim as those who were born already? Your terminologies are not authentic. Something's wrong. And then says the Gemara, so... um, Hachanami? Do you want to then say to we know that? Do you want to say that they were about to be born? We know that they were already born. What then would you say? No, that they were already born like Ephraim and Menashe, but you can't say that because the word nolad was used in another Pasuk in the opposite way. Says the Gemara, you can't say, because Ben and says the Gemara, based on that Pasuk, the person had not been born yet, that Yoshio was not born yet. But How do we know that? Menashe was his father, wasn't... He wasn't born yet, so of course the, the Yoshio wasn't born yet, so we see Nolad is the future. In other words, the word Nolad is used in, in the Torah in exact opposite ways, was born and will be born. So the Gemara concludes, mahachi umash mahachi. You're right. The word Nolad can be used in multiple ways. The word Nolad can mean the one that will be born, and the word Nolad can mean the one that was born. And then says the Gemara, a massive cloud as it relates to Nadarim. Three lines from the bottom, Uvenadarim, when a person makes a nether, we learned about this earlier. Uh, what was the case we saw earlier? Um, the case was uh, where a person said a phrase. Oh yeah, we're talking about Oli Mitzraim, and we said he's talking about ants. We're like, no, nobody says that. That's not Lashem B'nai Adam. You're a weirdo. <laughs> you made your own associations in your head. Ooh, look at all of these uh, Jews coming out of Egypt. No, they're ants. They're ants. So the Gemara says that when we make netherim, uh, the language that's lashem bnei Adam is the implication that we go with. The Gemara says two lines from the bottom, quoting from the end of our Mishnah. Fish are are not born like regular animals are born by uh, like we would think, um, and ve'opos, of course, there are eggs, and that's not considered a natural uh, a natural birth, um, and therefore, by the way, what would be a huge nafkamina here? C-section. A baby that's born via C-section is not a regular leitah. That if a baby is born via C-section, the bris, which might have otherwise been on Shabbos, is not allowed to be on Shabbos. That's not the... That baby wasn't born I mean, halachically. They exist. They're, they're people. But... What? No pedinah no 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 ben either. Well, that's good Yeah.
1: Well, I'm just
0: saying that th- this yeah. child over here, that means that this guy, when he says minha you and he can only be you can only get benefit from babies who've been born via c section. So like when you like go to school, you're like, How are you born? Were you, are you you born naturally or are you born? We can't be friends if you were born can naturally. We you, yeah, not? can we share snacks or not? So you're gonna see schools are gonna have a new profile <laughs> of you know, born naturally or born via <laughs> c section. Shirach <laughs> uh, resume. Yeah, yeah. I wish that was a joke. That was like purely okay. a joke, but the shidduch resumes are ridiculous. Okay, let's turn to the top of Lamed Aleph. Ahmed Aleph. We're gonna learn. Um, uh, we're gonna learn about two thirds of the way down, and then we're gonna stop, and we'll pick up the balance of the page on Shabbos. Had no der mishov se If a person makes a nether, I will not benefit from those who keep the Shabbos. Asher be Yisrael ve he is then not allowed to benefit from a Yisrael, from a Jew, and as well from the kusim. The kusim are found throughout Shas, um, and they, according to some, converted this application. Of course, they're, they've converted because we're talking about Hilchel Shabbos. Me'och <laughs> It was customary to eat garlic on Friday nights. Um, I saw a quote in the name of the stipler that for people who are dealing with fertility, that they should vary. I have it in writing. Who gave this to me? I have to dig it out. I have it in writing somewhere, like a photo, a photocopy of a page where he was giving Ata to someone about fertility. And he writes that you should take garlic. You should very, very, very lightly fry it in a pan till it's just turning brown and eat them like that. They're not as tasty at that phase, they're still very sharp at that phase. But the Gemara says that that, that huh? says, right. It's Mar But, but there's a Masora of what that means. It doesn't mean like, you know, know, you have to know how to eat it. There's a Masora. There's, there's a whole Masora about it. And, and in the book, in the book, in this quote, I have to dig it out. now. I have to remember who sent it to me. It was probably 15 years ago, but whoever sent this to me in the book, it tells story after story about babies who were born, you know, nine months later, like those kinds of stories. So the Gemara says, If a person makes him nether not to benefit from people who are shum, then that application, then the, the, the application of that nether applies to both Yisraelim and to kusim. I hereby accept upon myself, says a person, that they don't want to benefit from ole Yerushalayim. So why do we have a distinction here? So first asks the Gemara, My shov say Shabbos. What do we mean when we say Shav, say Shabbos? People who fulfill the the goal of Shabbos, which is to not do emnami. anyone who keeps Shabbos, even though it's us or for a Goy to keep Shabbos, but Lamaysev, a Goy kept Shabbos and he didn't break any of the 39 Malachos. Why does our Mishnah limit the neder only to those who are Yisraelim and Kusim? It should apply to anyone who takes a proper you know the proper Shabbos. They're not. They're not Jewish. But if let's say you got these, let's take a ger as an example. A person's in the process of becoming a ger, and he he's really not allowed to keep Shabbos. But let's say that he keeps Shabbos properly, he should be bchalav and Why? Why did we exclude exclude a goy? In other words, it can't be. That the definition in the Mishnah of shovsei Shabbos is simply not doing Malacha. Ella, it must be Mi mitsuven al HaShabbos. It must be that what's implied from our Mishnah is that if a person takes a neder, Mi shovsei Shabbos, it must be only in regards to those who have the Tzivui of Shabbos. Says the Gemara, How then do we understand the Seifa? Me Yerushalayim aser bi Yisraelu muter Amai veheim mitzuvim ninhu. <laughs> How did you make a distinction? You want to say it's all about the tzivui, great. But if the kusim are in fact good gerim, then why in the safe of our Mishnah does it say that if I make a neder about people who are Ola Yerushalayim, I won't benefit from them, then why is the nether not chal with kusim? They're also mitsub in the same chumish that we are. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, absolutely. So says the Gemara, the Gemara now understands the, the belly of what's going on in our Mishnah. There's really two features. When in our Mishnah, a person says Shov, say Shabbos, or any of the other things that it discusses in our Mishnah, it's talking about people who check off two boxes. Number one, they're Mitzuvah, so they're Yehudim, they're Jews, and number two, that they actually do it, and apparently the Kusim did not keep this mitzvah. They just they didn't. Shabbos, they didn't, they didn't, they kept Shabbos, but they were not Ola Lurega. So therefore the nether doesn't apply to them because they're not Ola Yerushalayim. Either you're right, but they're not from, so they didn't, whatever, whatever they are, whatever, they just didn't do it. That, that community didn't go. About no, you got to check both boxes. I actually thought this Gemara that you're referencing was going to be, well, you need two features. In Order when we are making the nadarim of our Mishnah over here, let's say we show say Shabbos, The person who's going to be included in the neder that you're not allowed to benefit from has to be number one, Mitzuve, And number two, they have to actually keep Shabbos. They have to keep the Allah, not just be Mitsuva. I was waiting for the Gemara that you're referencing is Vosami Mitzuve but it's not here. That's not. Uh, what about a that actually yeah. that is only right?
1: Yeah, It sounds like keep Yeah, it
0: sounds right. It's, it, it, I'm Saying, but if one does, yeah, then the Chorah, then it wouldn't matter because the fact that they're called a kusi is not a it's not a din, that's not a din. Just, we would have said he's also included in the nether, you know. Bitarte bave kamaisa in the first two cases of our Mishnah, which was Shovse Shabbos and Shum, Yisrael Vakusim, mitzvah and V'Osen. In those cases, they were both Mitsuva, and they were both osen. The kusim would keep Shabbos and they would also eat garlic. When it comes to goyim, there might be people who have done these things. They would keep Shabbos and they would eat garlic. However, but they were not mitzuvah. They were but they were osen. So says the Gemara. That's not enough for the neder to be chal on them. They need to check off both boxes. And veosen. It was the case that not only were the typical Jew, let's say the Jews who were born Jewish, that they were not only mitzuvah, but they also did. You know, we that was. It's hard to imagine the millions of people and millions and millions of animals. It's, it's so hard to fathom watching that scene. It's a scene, please God, will see soon. But that's what the Gemara says about Yisraelim and Kusim Mitzuvim Ve'enam Osim. They, when it came to Old Yerushalayim, yes, they were Mitzuv because they were gayrim And if you're gayrim all oh, the six hundred and thirteen, almost all, however many apply to you, apply to you. But there's no exclusion for Old Yerushalayim just because you're a Kusi. That doesn't make any sense. Um, two more Mishnahis for the day, three more, two more, says the Gemara, The Gemara says if a person makes a Konam, they make a neder that they're not going to benefit from a person who's a Ben Noach, so Muter That doesn't apply to a Yid, um, but it does apply to a goy. I got a phone call right here on Devon and Troy, right by the Chicago Center. Hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm a Noahide. I'd like you to do my son's circumcision. And when I went there, there was a Chabad Rav who was officiating over the circumcision. So I got into this conversation with the Chabad Rav. It's somebody that we all know, a respected person. I said, I don't understand what you're doing here. I know why I'm here. And I, I was the one who told him that the baby's a going. I'm not making any brachos and no talus and no kiddish cup. I understand why I'm here. Why are you here? He said the Lubavitcher Rebbe held that there was a mitzvah of Kirib for people to keep the Sheva Mitzvos I know, because they're still mitzvahs. They still have a neshama and our job is to bring the Banim Lamoko. So you have Yidin who have 613 responsibilities on their neshama. You have Goyim who have seven. So he said he was talking at the brist. Uh, they had a Chavrusa once a week. They learned Torah. That that they, That's not that, one. Of not only is it not one of the Sheva Mitzvos B'nai Noah, but a uh, goy Shalom at Torah is also Chayb So I don't know how that works. But, of the, but one's that I from the southern, I, think, yeah. I think you're actually wind whereas boy, I think. The I don't know. Here I think you're actually allowed to. That's a raya of and By the, way, think, by the it's way, it's mistaber to say that there's some degree of a mitzvah of kiru for a ben noach. I understand that. There are mitzvahs in the, in the Torah. There are mitzvahs. I got it. That right. makes sense. But uh, I was a little shocked and I asked him a little bit idealistically and a little bit chutzpahedek. I'm like, but like, shouldn't our priority be on the Eden? I'm like, what, so much time in the day. Yeah, there's only so much time in the day. And if you have a chavrusah once a week, I have hundreds of people that you could learn with. Sure. Uh, like they have 613, just count the numbers. Forget about chashibus, just count the numbers. There's more mitzvahs that we need to keep than a guy needs to keep. So this is what the Gemara says, is that we are no longer B'nai Noach. Asks the Gemara, the Israel Mi michlal b'nei Noach. Lemaisa, just talk genealogy. Okay, the world was destroyed. Noach was it. And we're still here. By definition, we're Ben Noach. So, mehechetesi, that we're not Ben Noach. And the Gemara says a beautiful, hashkafic, historical answer. And we know that it's accurate halachically because the neder on a Ben Noach is not chal anayid. Why? Keivan di iktash Avraham is karu al once we were sanctified, really, once Avraham made the chiluk between polytheism and monotheism, once he recognized the Kodesh Baruch Hu, it changed the mehus of, of the yidn. We're no longer Bnei Noach. Our neshama's changed. It's no longer about seven mitzvos. Now it's 613. We're not Bnei Noach. We're Bnei Avraham. We're There's no, there's no, no break. You know well, here. Yeah, nothing. They could marry their siblings if the siblings no, are also there's, there's nothing, a nothing. There's nothing, there's nothing there. Total zero, yeah. and everything changed. But it's it, it's a chiddush on the on the genealogy side, like because Pashut we all B'nai Noach, and a, right, when you look at the line, there's no other way. There's no other way around it. I mean, there's not. That's just how the world. Yeah, but. Before, but- huh? A DNA, a DNA, yes. but right. not like right. you, We're not calling. it, though. Correct. No, which Correct. sort of goes back it's to the good. previous line. Was, it's, it's beautiful. Called. It's a, it's a beautiful it's line. Yeah. We're done. We're no longer Bnei Because yeah. the name. <laughs> but, but then how do you deal with the fact that I think it's in, I don't know, Lepesco, Mishaya, that Harvest keeps calling him Ben-Adam. Yeah. So that goes even further. That's the point. Hold on a second. Does Ben-Adam ben mean? Know, Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam? Or does it mean you have to be an Adam? Ravolba has a whole beautiful piece on what it means to be a Ben Adam. Just to be a person, not uh, not not lofty. I mean, it's lofty, but it, but like the way that we like, oh, you're a person. Not everybody's a person according to his parameters. A lot of us are closer to behemoths. That's what the Gemara, the Maharal writes about this. That uh, with the word behema, the Maharal writes ba ma. What you see is what you get. But with an Adam, the gematria of Adam is ma? Question mark. What will be? That's up to the Adam. That's going to be you. Animals, you're corned beef. Whatever, you're done. You're you're a korban, whatever. It's just very short. So I told the survey, Robinson, it fit into one of the drushas that he gave recently. So I shared this ma'aral with him. It's beautiful. I haven't seen it in many years in writing. But that's okay. That's what the Gemara says here. Last little Mishnah for the night. The Gemara says, Shaini nehenen Lizera Avraham. That if a person says I don't want to benefit from any of the progeny of Abraham, love you, Mark, mm-hmm. says the Gemara mm-hmm. that therefore you're restricted from all Yisraelim, and you are therefore not forbidden from benefiting from an akum. What about Yismael? They're also B'nai Abraham. In the poskim, the Piskei asks this: when you do a bris on a ben Yishmo, should you make a bracha? Says Shaila, that's asked in poskim because they're base Abraham. <laughs> So we don't paskin that way. We do paskin, strangely, that by Keturah, Taka, we would make a bracha if we knew that they were Bnei Keturah, but nobody's tracked lineage like that. And anyone who says they're Bnei Keturah is lying. <laughs> I, have no, I have no doubt about it. <laughs> but if we knew, then we Taka would make a bracha because now it's Sali But had we known, we would have made a bracha. But this is a great Shila. If you tell me that I'm going to make myself a limitation from, from Zerah Avraham, why are you only saying Jews are part of the nether? Yishma'ilem should also be part of the nether. So says the Gemara, no. The Pasuk says that the people of Avraham, the children of Avraham, will be called through the child of Yitzchak. What about Esav? And then the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says, the kol Yitzchak. It's true about uh, Yitzhak, but not all of the generations of Yitzhak of Yaakov. And he's only with some of them. And that, of course, is going to be through Yaakov. We'll stop right here and pick up with this Mishnah on Shabbos. I think Daf is 307. Looking forward to that. Wishing you all a beautiful night. So well, how's it here? At night, huh?